And welcome to Row 60 at Georgia Football Podcast. My name is Clark Gaines. Joining me today, as always, Adam Thornton. And this is show number 25. Adam, we've hit the quarter of a century mark with this episode. Quarter of a century mark, Clark. That is crazy. That's crazy. Can't believe we've already been 25 episodes deep. A lot of stuff we've covered in 25 episodes. A lot of exciting times, man. And it couldn't have been possible without our loyal listeners and our fans. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all's support. And it's just, it's been a great ride. It has. It's been a great ride. And Adam, you know... Mm. Don't say it, Clark. Listen, Don't say it. Well, here, Don't here, say it. Here's the thing. <sighs> All good things must come to that, an that end. They do. They do. That is true. And, uh, you know, we've had a great run at this, 25 episodes. And I think a lot this of fun. podcast, yes, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I think this podcast has really served its purpose. Yeah. And that, that purpose was to... We've already hit the mountaintop. Yeah. Yeah. To, to get to the mountaintop, to plant our flag and yeah. say we are national champions. And we did it because of this podcast. That's right. We are the result, or the, the reason. reason. The reason. <laughs> right, right. Of course. Um, so, with that said, uh, it's with very, mm. very um, mm. just heavy hearts mm. that we announce that this is the last episode mm. uh, of Row 60. Mm. Season one. Yeah, that's right. Hey, we're not going anywhere. Look, I love to talk too much. So you know I'm not getting out from in front of a camera. When I get to talk about Georgia football and there's a camera in front of me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ramble. So y'all have not got through with us yet. Yeah, that's right. That is, we are still going to sit here and ramble and just appreciate y'all listening to yeah. us as long as y'all will. Lord will. So we're coming back, and we're going to be stronger than ever yeah. when we come back. We just got to get a game plan together. Yeah. We got to get together, Clark. We got a lot of ideas we've discussed, yeah. but we got to sit down. We got some other stuff. Stuff, study a couple some film. busy months coming up. Study some film. Kind of get where we want to be. Uh, a new set. Mm. Uh, we are retiring this set because every time you see this set, it's going to be uh, incorporated with the national championship season. That's so right. we're going to come back strong with a new set and uh, just get it cranked up for another round yeah. to start the repeat, baby. Absolutely. Woo! We got a national championship to defend now. That's right. This Clark. podcast. That's right. This podcast. <laughs> you know, and we, we're not going to get complacent. That's right. the thing. We could easily get complacent over the summer, Clark. Yeah. We say, hey, we're national champions, man. You know, we're doing this. We're doing that. And we can't, ele- you know, we could get complacent where we're at and not elevate our yeah. game and not get better <laughs> as a Row 60 podcast group and family. So we're not going to do that. We're going to take some time to train, to get better, mm-hmm. and to come back stronger than ever. But, yeah, we, we, we almost led the people on a little bit. They're saying we're retired. But, no, nah, we ain't going nah, nowhere. <laughs> Good luck. Lord willing, we're going to be back. Yeah. And stronger than ever with uh, just ready to get back in a full season swing, normal uh, yeah. normal material. I'll tell you, Adam, even if we one day decide to, to hang it up, which I don't I don't think that would ever, no. that would ever happen. But Not even if we it. did, uh, hopefully, you know, our future sons will yep. take it over and they'll have just as much passion as in, and energy right. as we do. So. That's right. That's right. Uh, we're going to keep rolling as long as we yep. can then. But yep. That was a good little trick for the yep. folks out there. So, but yeah, this is the last episode of season one of Row 60. Uh, It's a good stopping point for us. Uh, On this episode, we're going to be talking about G-Day, which was a few weeks ago. Kind of old news at this point. We'll touch on that. Uh, Big, 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 historic NFL draft for the dogs. Are you kidding me? 15 
15 guys. That's 63. That's almost 63% of your starting roster. That's unheard of. That was huge, man. I got fired up like I was at a game on Thursday night watching it with big Trayvon Walker got picked. (laughs) I yelled. I got excited, man. That is the biggest recruiting tool you could have. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, it it puts a staple on what this program means, what Kirby Smart and staff uh, has built, what these guys are heading to the draft has done. And thank the Lord, Claude. I was thinking, man, when I was watching the draft and all these dollars coming off the board, can you imagine? Can you imagine just sitting there watching them and then, and then not getting a national championship oh, with all that talent? But <laughs> yeah. it felt so much better watching these guys come off the board knowing that, hey, you know, they gave their all for Georgia and, um, it, you know, and it, they got to this point and a national championship out of it. And, mm. and just the recruiting pitch now that Kirby has. He was in the green room, Kirby was, and uh, we'll get to all that talking yeah. about it, man. Yeah. But, you know, wrapping up this season, Clark and I talked about how we're going to put a bow on that class, right. on the Nakobe Deans, the Jordan Davises, uh, uh, the Trayvon Walkers, all these guys that won the national championship that left. It, it felt fitting to end this season with a draft recap. Um, we originally thought about not even t- covering the draft, but we were like, oh, that would have been crazy. Yeah. Would have been crazy, Clark. So we figured putting a bow on it on uh, on the 2021 Georgia team would be after this draft class, and then it'll be on to complete focus. Yes. Complete focus, Clark. Yep. For the 2022 dogs, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, yeah, we'll talk about the upcoming season. Yep. Uh, big games. We've got, once again, we've got a national championship to defend. So uh, right. a lot of stuff in one episode. This is kind of going to be jam-packed, baby. That's right. Yeah. I love it. So I love it, man. Hey, hey, good, good uh, football topics in May. You know, that, that's you can't yeah. get any better than that. Nobody Absolutely. wants to talk about Baseball right now, even though Georgia baseball, oh, they lost a heartbreaker today from the recording of this episode of LSU. And, hey, they might have a chance, but nobody wants to talk about spring stuff. We're still in fall sports (laughs) mode, baby. Football. Always, always. Always. It's always football season. Let's go to G-Day. Let's go back in time a little bit. About three, four weeks ago. Golly, it's been a while. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the atmosphere was awesome. Uh, oh, was great crazy. shady day, overcast. You know, we thought it was going to rain, rain us out. You know, yeah. but uh, the good Lord picked a great he day did. for Georgia football, and we were able to flood into the stadium and um, and just enjoy another it day. It was a of good football. time, Clark. You know, my wife. I'll be honest. God bless her. I love her to death, and she's a trooper in the fall. Loves Georgia football games. Loves going to them. But every year since we've been together, I've drug her to G Day, and she hasn't. <laughs> bought into the hype and the anticipation mm. of spring Georgia football like she does in Sanford Stadium on a September, October afternoon. Right. You know, and she asked, well, why, do you, why do you want to go to these games, watch them play each other? It's in the middle of April. And I said, Kelsey, it's, it, it, it's a chance to go back to Sanford Stadium <laughs> and true. be with the family mm-hmm. and just, hey, you know, you, you get it only from November to the next September. You, you know, you don't have any football. Right. You don't have any Sanford Stadium appearances. So it's just that one you get during that time and you got to take advantage of it capitalize on it. So that's why I love G-Day. And this one was special because we got to sit in row 60. You normally don't get to do that, but how the athletic department uh, arranged this uh, particular spring game is you got to get online and reserve your seats. So we were able to get row 60 seats and be up there. And that was special. And it was just a good day overall. Like I said, a lot of talented guys on that football field park. A lot of talent running around. The train ain't stopping anytime soon. (laughs) Woo, man. Adam, did you get any food? Give us a give us a concession stand. Boom! Hit that jingle, Clark. Yes, I did. Always good to get back in Sanford Stadium. The one complaint I had on the concession team, Clark. Uh oh. There was no coffee. What? And it was a little bit of a blustery Saturday morning, yeah, Clark. If you remember, if you recall, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of a wind, a little slight northeastern breeze, I believe, <laughs> that kind of you know it kind of gave you a little bit of a chill. 
and uh, I mean enough to wear a little bit of sleeves to the game, you know. Wow. So uh, I was like, man, you know, coffee would be good right now. Coming in Sanford Stadium, about to go to my seat. I, w- I want a cup of brew, you know, right. just some black coffee, like I like it. Uh, the, it was on the board for five dollars there, and um, I mean, you know, I pay five dollar coffee for Sanford Stadium. Absolutely. Coffee. So I went to go to the concession stand to order my five dollar coffee. They said we're not serving it today, and That's I was ridiculous. like, come on. Come on, come on. So I got a water and I got a pack of peanut butter M&M's. We ate canes before the game. So if I recall, I wasn't in a popcorn mood at that point in time. Sure. But got some some glazed almonds, Clark. Have you ever had some glazed Uh, almonds from a college football stadium? Hey, county fairs, Dollywood, and Sanford Stadium, man. That's where you're in Disney World. Theme Park, that's where you get glazed almonds, and they're great. They're great. So I got me a pack of glazed almonds and enjoyed it. So as always, you know, they weren't in mid-season form, but they, they stepped up to the occasion one Saturday um, uh, afternoon in April in the Sanford Stadium. Session stand team does what they do, and that's, that's feed the people. That feed that's feed the, the people. people. That's feed the people. <laughs> oh, I right. love it. Oh, man. Well, I can't wait to get back yeah. to the actual concession stand. Report. Yeah. And, and get some popcorn, get, get a hot dog. Yeah. Coca-Cola Classic. Coca-Cola Classic in a $10 souvenir cup, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, Adam, there were a a bunch of recruits. You know, they actually took up the entire sideline, it looked like. Uh, but I tell you, and one other person made an appearance okay. uh, at G Day, and it was Blooper Brave. Blooper Brave, Clark, tell me how you feel about Blooper now, Brave making listen. an appearance. But <laughs> I, may, I may tick some people We're off. All right. All right. I may tick some people off with this do statement, it. but do it. I am over Blooper okay. Braves. Okay, he, yeah. Because look, I mean, the guy showed up for Charleston he Southern did. game, and he I, did. I like that. Wait, wait. No. is it a he or is it a uh, oh. is it a mammal? What would we refer to as <laughs> Blooper Brave? Blooper Braves. I'm going to call a him being. a muppet. A being. A, a muppet. Being. A, muppet. Yeah, a, a creature. Being. A creature. Yeah. A being. I a like being. being. A being. Okay. Yeah. A being. Uh, yeah, a <laughs> being. So anyway, uh, this being, Blooper. Um, yeah. You know, he made his first appearance in Sanford Stadium. Uh, he did. The Charleston Southern game last year. It was a great it's it was a good time. What? I mean, everybody was hyped about the Braves yeah. World Series at that point in time, the big diehard Braves fans out there. I'm not a diehard Braves fan, but the ones that are, were enjoying, and I right, respected right. that, we're in the middle of a title hunt. It's a it's a family game against Charleston <laughs> Southern, yeah. so I understand that. Yeah, but I right, continue. Your so, so, all right, that was appearance number one. Well, then we win the national championship. National championship celebration comes into Athens, and he's there again. You know, yeah. and that's cute, but, but yeah. it's not about blooper Braves. Um, yeah. I don't know if he was. Oh, there he was at the national championship. He was. I, was I, don't, he? I don't know if he was there in support of Harry Dog. Yeah, could have. Um, that, you know, the mascot brotherly right. love. I, there, I, get, I understand I that. I get it, but I understand that. But then he decides to show up for G Day. Ah. and I just want to see point, spring football. He was I tired of the so. poor spring training <laughs> baseball. <laughs> but then, not only does he show up, <laughs> right? Not only does he show up. But he leads the black team out on the field. Did he really? I did flag. not see that. Yeah, you you see no, he was on yeah. the team. He was on the field yeah. leading out. Yeah, running the black with, team. The, with the flag. No, he was yes. not. I, I missed that now, completely. Look, look, Sanford Stadium, Georgia football, it's all about hairy dog as far as mascot. Right. I mean, look, yeah. Blooper's cute and all. He's got the little. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Hey, he looks like yeah. he's got bicycle horns on his, his ears. Is that not true? Yeah, you know, once true. you squeeze old fat. But, I mean, he's a, he's a good guy. You know, he's got a good on him. Makes everybody chuckle. I like him. I like him. The children like him. Everybody, all of God's people love Blooper Brave. The only problem I got with Blooper Brave, Clark, is I think when they created this being a few years ago, is they, it was a ripoff of the Philly Fanatic, one of the Braves' biggest rivals. <laughs> it would uh, it would be, you know, I mean, honestly, the only they're, they're just a different race. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Philly Fanatic is green. Blooper <laughs> Brave is ethnicity. tan. Yeah. yeah, ethnicity, a different yeah. ethnicity, culture, if you will. If you will. <laughs> so, uh, but I think down the line there, there were, there's some relation there. Anyway, we're <laughs> off the rails with this, but well, I agree. I agree. I just, I agree. It's great and all. It's get, but, but it's cute. But, but it is cute. But leave them at Turner Field, not Turner Field. Up. Uh, <laughs> it is in the truest part now. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Turner Field, Midtown Atlanta. I mean, you, those are good days. I was. You just have to, you know, you would go to the game, come back, and maybe leave early in the seventh inning, and come back, and just hope your car had its back windshield still in peace. <laughs> That's what you got there. But it was a great experience, man. Oh, uh, all right. I, I, I just, you know, my thing. I just hope we don't see blooper anymore. No, I, 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 I understand that. I'm and done. I agree. Not because agree. look, here's the thing, Adam, and you're went, you're the reason for yeah, this. Yeah. But I grew up as a Yankees fan. Yeah. Um, I watched Jeter, Giambi. Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera, A. Rod, yeah. all those boys back in the day. That was a great day of baseball too. Great yeah. era, uh, but steroid era. Man, was steroid era was great. But you know, not everybody's okay. a Braves fan. Right. That sits in Sanford Stadium. So, right. enough with blooper. I just, I, I think, understand. I think it's time to. Move on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but they win the next <laughs> That's true. Come on back. Last <laughs> thing. Uh, last thing all about right. blooper. All right. This one is the thing, last thing. More. I will say though. It does. It's starting to tick off the Georgia Tech fans, the Auburn sure. fans, All the Alabama SEC fans. community that right. likes the Braves. Right. It makes so, sense. Because Looper oh. is, you know, starting to hang out with yeah. Harry and everything. Yeah. It's starting to tick them off. So I, hey, I appreciate look, if that. If they're boys, right. then, you know, I understand. You know, yeah, I, yeah but I get, I get it. I get oh, it. boy. All okay. right. Yeah, that, that, that's a good observation <laughs> from that day. Yeah. All right, let's talk some X's and O's, and we're not going to go too uh, in-depth with this, okay. just because, quite honestly, I don't really remember G-Day. I mean, it's, I, yeah. it's a while ago. Well, let's talk about it then, Clark. Yeah. What do you want? What group do you want? Talk let's about. go with let's talk about some ball. Let's talk about some ball. Let's give it the offense start. If I recall that day, Clark, and I've watched the replay of the Georgia Spring game, that's no when you got some issues is when you're watching <laughs> replay of spring yeah. football games. Yeah. But uh, that, that first drive – if I recall, old Stetson Bennett came out, led the black team down the field, hit Eric Gilbert, who, Clark, it's kind of a – until that particular Saturday, Clark, because we can't get inside, so we didn't see no practices. We heard about him. Like a, a Sasquatch, uh-huh. like a Yeti, like, like a Loch Ness monster, being. like a mythical creature. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's kind of what we, we, we viewed him as because we've heard the name, we've heard the stories, we've heard the legend, but we haven't seen it with our own two eyes, Clark. Yeah. Now, we did see this being – and he was a freak. Oh, he was a monster. Right. He was a monster. So when Eric Gilbert got the ball, Clark, and crossed the middle, man, and Stetson hit him with that ball, and he, DB bounced off of him, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's in the tight end room, hybrid wide receiver, and put him out in the slot. My gosh. Woo! And uh, it seems like everything's good there. God bless him. We've been, he's been our thoughts and prayers. He looks like he's in a good spot right yeah. now, Clark. So great to have him. Mm-hmm. Playmaker. Generational talent. Boom, baby. Yes. Love it. I tell Love you. Love it. And, and speaking of tight ends, Adam, we have the best tight end room in America. Yeah. I think I think you could easily make the argument that it's the best in Georgia football history. Oh, without a doubt. Especially in America I, right yeah, now. I think it's the best. It could potentially be, Clark, the best in college football history. You think? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, without a doubt, Clark. Brock Bowers didn't even play that day. Yeah. And Eric Gilbert was a stud. Oscar Delp, the early enrollee freshman, looked like a stud out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And Darnell Washington didn't even play either. And he's a physical freak. So, I mean, you just got, you know, two just stud future NFL tight ends that are on the sideline with probably two other future uh, NFL tight ends getting all the snaps during the spring game. Mm. 
Yeah. Woo, and I mean, different things. They're, they're talented in different areas. Called Darnell Washington, where he's going to get his money, where he's going to get rich, where we're going to see him being called out on a uh, um, late April night is on the NFL draft is going to be because of his blocking. I truly yeah. think that. I don't think he's going to be a Travis Kelsey. Um, uh, what? <laughs> I don't watch NFL. <laughs> That's a good one. Travis Kelsey. Uh, there's somebody else. Greg Kittle. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. One, of those, one of those guys. You know, I don't think Darnell is going to be one of those guys. I think he's going to be one of them guys you could put behind beside your tackle right there and run the football with yep. and get some good blocking with on the outside. So uh, that's where he's going to get. But he's got good hands, too, and he, he's going to make a difference. And Bowers is going to be the Gronk type. He's going to mm-hmm. be a playmaker. And I think there is a place for all of them, Clark. And I think Todd Munkin is going to have a lot of arsenals that he can choose from and a lot of ways to line them up. That's going to be defense coordinator's nightmare. Yeah. But they're probably losing sleep over it right now. <laughs> yeah, and Landon's not going to know how to defend them. No. I mean, yeah, that's that's just, first Saturday listen, night, and this I mean, is the God. crazy thing about it. That's one position group. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You've got your running backs. And we talked about this uh, a lot, you know, after G-Day right. was uh, just Kenny McIntosh. What a freak. And his ability I love uh, him, to, to yeah. catch the ball out of, I, out, yes. out of space. Yes, and I think Kenny Mack, I, I also think he's going to be the best running back on the team next year. I, I think he will be. Yeah. I Personally, I like, I mean, every year he seems like he puts in the work. He grows and uh, he gets better and better, quicker and quicker. I think he will be the main guy. Of course, Kendall Milton's going to be in there being um, being good. And, uh, you know, you got Branson Robinson coming in. He wasn't an early enrollee. Dejon Edwards. Uh, and they want, Dejon Edwards I'm telling you, he's, he's going to play this year. He's he going to be a good. great option. Um, this year. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I mean, th- those guys are going to be really good. Kendall Milton. So, again, the legacy of talented running backs coming through the University of Georgia. Dale McGee, who has continued to just keeps doing a good job, will pump out another one, Clark. Yeah. And um, Kenny McIntosh, yes, uh, since the recording of this, or, well, yeah, I, after G-Day, did have a little bit of altercation, but we're not going to really mention that. I think it's going to be fine. I, I think it might be handled internally. I really uh, – I think he will be on the field against Oregon. My yeah. guess, I think. So, um, you know, but but I think a guy who's going to be a playmaker this year and one of the guys we look back is going to be a difference on a mm-hmm. offense that I think could be historic for the University of Georgia. Yeah. There's a lot of rumbling uh, on the boards <laughs> and just Facebook <laughs> all over the place. Well, this place could potentially be – the best Georgia football offense ever. Without a doubt, Clark. Without a doubt. You look at it. You look at guys. Um, you look at uh, everybody coming in that's going to be uh, the receivers. A.D. Mitchell, big catch in the national championship game. Sophomore coming, got a year under his belt. <clears throat> a guy who's going to be a playmaker. Um, you get uh, you get guys coming Kiaris. back like uh, Kiaris Jackson, who looked like his old self again in the mm-hmm. spring game. A veteran guy. Area. A guy, a very good possession receiver. Lad McConkey, who is just does what Lad McConkey oh, does, yeah. and that's make plays and catch the football. And um, getting Arian Smith back, Clark, speed burner. Good vertical threat. I don't think I've ever seen a ball be overthrown by him. And that yeah. doesn't mean particularly it was just a perfect on a dime throw by the quarterback, but just he gets under it so good. Mm-hmm. He like kicks an extra gear when that ball's in the air. Yeah. And uh, if he could get stay healthy, I mean, just the, the possibilities are endless because everybody uh, was thinking with Jermaine Burton leaving, uh, and, you know, it costs a stir, and obviously he's a talented kid. But I – you know, I don't think we have to go to the portal. Mm. And um, the recording of this was actually the last day you could enter to go into the portal. So, from our knowledge right now, talking about this, there is nobody coming in at right. receiver. But do we need it, Clark? No. Do we need it with we the guys don't. out there? No. <laughs> no, I mean, there's talented kids out there. And then you got guys um, 
coming in who are going to be really good. Um, as CJ Smith, I've, I've drawn a blank. CJ Smith, mm-hmm. that is name. I've been a true freshman coming in. Yeah. How about, it's I, been a while. I, I, We're I, a I've rusty. lost my blank. What is it? CJ Smith. That is right. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. CJ Smith. I had it wrote down. I thought, but yes, I remember. Yes, uh, guys like him coming in too is going to be. I think make an impact at the beginning, and um, I, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited about uh about this group. Just the talent, the skill group, the offensive line should be pretty good. Um, of course, a couple guys were drafted the other night off that line, but you got some guys coming back. Tate Ratledge will get a spot when he comes mm-hmm. back. Broderick Jones is a freak. Cedric um, Van Pran, of course, uh, center is huge to have a, a reliable guy at center, mm-hmm. a guy that command um, quarterback the offensive line, so to speak. And, um, you know, you got McClendon coming back, the tackle spots. And then you got Amarius Mims, Clark. I know. But there was some drama on him. I mean, he was good as going down to Tallahassee, Florida yeah. the other week. You know, we were saying, well, wishes, man, a generational talent that, you know, probably – we were thinking, well, we just couldn't crack the lineup. But lo and behold, somebody got in his ear, good re-recruiting by somebody, um, had a revelation, so to speak, Clark. <laughs> and uh, the revelation was that I need to stay at Georgia. And be a first-round <laughs> draft I think it was pick. a good pick. So, uh, you know, hopefully Amarius can, uh, you know, get right with it, feel comfortable being at Georgia and just put in the hard work, man, because the, the talent's there, and I think he'll be a superstar too. So, yeah. Stacey Searles has, um, was, uh, has got a loaded deck there um, in the offensive line room. So, let's see what he does, man. A lot of yeah. pressure on that guy because uh the offense will be as good as the offensive line is i think as yeah. good as that offensive line jails injury free and as good as it plays the sky's the limit for this whole entire mm-hmm. offensive group clark yeah, yeah. um so uh, carson beck you want to talk about him a yeah little bit? let's do it uh you know he had and we've always seen his his ability throwing it but man he uh he looked really comfortable in the pocket that was right. the thing i think that most impressed me uh the, particularly that first pass he had to Arian Smith. I mean, it was a 40, 50 yard bomb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, the way he moved in the pocket is impressive. Uh, and it looks like he, he and Stetson are a lot more sure of themselves. Uh, yes. they don't hesitate as much, yes. especially Stetson. Um, I think he's grown a ton since, you know, mid, oh, yeah. I don't know, October of last year. I think he has really, uh, started to settle down and, right. and figure out where he's wanting to go with the That's ball. That's right. So, uh, but Carson, same thing. You know, strong arm, rocket, a on, lot man. of ability. It's interesting. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to shake up? But uh, I, I think. I think the the trust. I think the team has all bought into Stetson. Oh, of course. And Why not only you? his story, but just his ability to to make plays on the field. So. And uh, Carson Beck's no pushover, man. I mean, yeah. the the uh, hats off of that guy. The the leaps and bounds he's made since he's been in Athens. Mm-hmm. Strong NFL talent arm. I'll go ahead and say. Yeah. It. You know, uh, he's got some zip on the ball. Opened up his offensive series for the uh, second team offense with a deep field uh, downfield pass to Arian. Smith as well, and um, just a guy, you know, it seems like he's getting more and more confident. And yeah. uh, um, Brock Vandegrift, a guy, I think Carson Beck solidified his spot as a second-string guy, yeah. you know, and, and being in that race. Um, and then Brock Vandegrift, a guy who's in his second year in Athens, he looked good, very mobile, great legs, you know. So, uh, um, and Gunnar Stockton, the early enrollee freshman, highly touted quarterback. I mean, a lot of embarrassment of riches everywhere, Clark, like we've talked mm-hmm. about, but in the quarterback room, there definitely is too. So, I think we're in good hands there, and we'll just 
just see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what yeah. happens. But um, the big thing on offense and the defense side of the football court is what we saw the other night. We saw 15 guys go to the NFL draft, and not only were they just talented, but those were your leaders. Those were your mm-hmm. team leaders right there, Clark. Yeah. And uh, some guys um, have got to step in and fill those roles up. When you have good team leadership, that is the reason why. I mean, obviously, you got to have talent. But the, the missing ingredient to a lot of talented teams that don't get to that ultimate goal is the leadership yeah. and the chemistry, the maturity of uh, making the right decisions, keeping everybody accountable to put in the work that's needed to get to that ultimate goal, Clark. And uh, we lost a lot of guys that were valuable we in that aspect, and they left a good example of what to do. Now it's just time for those guys, you know, some of these guys step up and say, hey, I'm going to take that role. This right. is my team now. I, Let's go. Yeah, and so. I think I think those 15 guys that you're mentioning, they learned from really great, great guys. Yes, yes. The Monty Rice is the Roquans, those yes, kind of guys. Yes, the Nick Chubbs, the, the Sony Chubbs, Michelles, exactly. everybody. Yes, Sprouls. yes, yes. And so I think now the culture has truly changed. It's evolved. Yeah. And I, I don't. I, I hope we don't see a drop-off. I don't think we will. And I, I, I just hope we don't see a drop-off in leadership this year or any year to come. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Kirby knows how to develop leaders, and that really that whole coaching staff does. Right. Uh, but not only that, but like I said, you know, they've these these young guys, they've seen what these veteran guys uh, do, how they conduct business, how they go in uh, right. to to reps, and and their, their mentality. And during games, you know, when you're down, how do you face adversity? Uh, when you're going into halftime and you're down, whatever amount of. <laughs> Points, which we weren't down yeah. much this year, but, but, yeah. uh, but but how do you respond in those situations? So uh, that's that's a really good point. The well, example they set after six full seasons now in Athens, Kirby Smart, the Georgia standard, the Georgia standard now has been set, mm. and you're not going to be a part of this program. You could transfer out easily now if you're not going to buy into that cart. So all we need is for people just to continue just to to lead that standard, teach these young talented guys what it's going to be, and develop those good habits. And I think the sky's the limit for this football team. Obviously, there's going to be some growth. Pains. I think every fan should expect that. But because there's a lot of guys lost. I mean, there's no two ways around it. I mean, it's unbelievable the guys that have lost, the talents that's lost. But, you you know, instead of rebuilding, you reload. And I think yeah. this group truly is reloading, Clark. And it's just uh, growing up, maturity, just getting in some in-game situations, getting comfortable. And there's still some great guys, veteran guys, that were a big part of the team last year that are going to help right. some of these younger guys coming in filling these positions on uh, on what, what we need to get going in yeah. Athens then. So, uh, but, yeah, the offense, Clark, Todd Monken coming back for another year. Finally, it seems like we got some – stability at the offense coordinator spot for the first time in the Kirby era. Yeah. And, um, you know, you get Mike Bobo back in there as an analyst role. So, Brian you know, McClendon. Yeah, Brian McClendon coming back, a veteran guy, you know, and then Dale McGee sticking around. Stacy Searles is a guy who's coached a lot of offensive line. Hartley. Uh, really did a good job in North Carolina. Todd Hartley. <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, tip your hat to him. What he's done in the tight end room It's right. a good group. And it's the blueprint now of how to be successful in college football. Mm-hmm. And Kirby has learned that, um, obviously, from his time in Tuscaloosa when Saban changed the game by bringing in all these analysts and extra coaches and and guys like that and uh the talent's there everything's there and um i also think the offense clark could be what the defense was last year this team i mean the defense is gonna be good don't get me wrong i'm not saying the defense is gonna be bad whatsoever but i'm saying this team could easily easily average over 40 points on the offense Mm -hmm. side of football easily i mean i I don't see a game where they they should score more than 40 on the regular season yeah and there's no way in heck that our defense is going to give up 40 to That's anybody right. this year, even Alabama. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about the defense side. Let's of the ball. do it. And what, what on that Saturday did you see out of the defense? You know, I, I really and I think. Look, no, I love Jordan Davis and I love Devontae White, but I'm telling you, I think Jalen Carter 
I think this kid is a stud and could potentially surpass them. I'm not necessarily talking about stats or whatever, yeah. just just the production on the field. I think he is a monster. He's an animal. He's hungry. He is going to be one of those leaders, hopefully, on that defense uh, defensive line. And, um, you know, Jalen has a lot of ability and 100% going to be a first-round pick in my eyes yeah. uh, next year. Yeah. But but before that happens, you know, he's got he's to – Go out there and just destroy yeah. offensive linemen. Oh yeah, <laughs> which I think he has the ability to do, and he's shown that uh, he showed he showed that last year. He has a very quick first step, a uh, lot a lot of power and force, and so. I, yeah, I think he's a guy Clark, who will be a top five NFL draft pick next year. Yeah. I think he will be the second defensive player off the board. I mean, mm -hmm. I'll be honest. I think Will Anderson of Alabama yeah. will be the first, but I think Jalen Carter's right there, and I think Nolan Smith will be high up there as well. And mm -hmm. those are two guys who I think are going to step up in that leadership role that Jordan yeah. Davis and the Kobe's left behind. Nolan's already doing that. And um, guys that you like to see, that's what I like about the defense coming back, Clark, is you got playmakers from every level of the defense that was on mm -hmm. that historic team last yeah. year coming back. Jalen Carter on the defensive line, linebacker spot, Nolan Smith coming back, Christopher Smith coming back in the secondary mm -hmm. on the back end. So you got guys that you could can be the natural leaders of their position groups, Clark, and get some of these young pups kind of kind of in gear and right. uh, learning the Georgia standard. And there's a lot of guys coming back, Clark, that um, – uh, <clears throat> been in the program a long time who kind of had to be called upon last year to make an impact. The Robert Bills of the world, mm -hmm. the um, William Poole. Uh, the William Pools, um, I think they're coming back. Uh, William Poole, he played some cornerback, he was uh, opposite side of uh, Keely Ringo of uh, G Day. Um, he was a guy who I think did a really, really good job, yeah. um, uh, in the national championship game. Yeah. And I think some of the confidence from how he played at the uh, the um, the star nickelback position in the national championship hopefully can carry over in the cornerback role. He's a guy who's seen a lot of college football, mm -hmm. been around a long time, and I think a guy who will make the best of that opportunity. But there's a lot of young studs there that could overtake yeah. him as well. It's true. Nyla Green, Javon Bullard, Kamari Lassiter did not play. He was sick that day. But, I, I mean, I'd look out for Nyla Green. I mean, yeah. I think that kid's special. Um in the secondary, you got Tyke Smith coming back, a guy who had a really good season at West Virginia the year before he transferred here. And um, he, of course, was hurt last year. Uh, got hurt, I believe, in the Auburn. Well, hurt before in preseason, then re-aggravated, re got re-injury mm -hmm. around uh, the Auburn game. Right. And um, I think uh, he is a guy that – uh, be another veteran guy you could add there who will yeah. be kind of in the star um, role. Dan Jackson is a guy who give the man a scholarship, Clark. Absolutely, get him back on. So he was uh, he was back there with Chris Smith in the secondary, and um, you know a guy a lot of people are saying that might be a problem. We need to plug somebody in there. Well, I don't know, Clark. I think he played pretty solid. I mean, yeah. there was one game that I think everybody in the secondary got torched that it might have been exposed, right? And I think everybody did in that December um, SEC championship game against Alabama. We got Adam. We got exposed that game. We got exposed that game. <laughs> <laughs> 60 got exposed. Everybody did. Yeah. But, hey, we came back and actually punched him in the mouth. So, mm -hmm. a guy who, uh, who who's just all heart and just a, a you know, talented guy, too. And yeah. and uh, see him back there. But you got guys like Malachi Starks, uh, early enrollee freshman um, coming in, too. That'll be good. And I don't know. There's a lot of young guys in the secondary that we've got to learn. we got to see go through that. It wouldn't surprise me if some of these um, young, early enrollee guys, true freshman guys this fall, uh, have significant playing time. In the secondary, Clark. Mm -hmm. um, guys, uh, also, you know, I mean, talent linebacker spots filling some voids, Clark. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. You know, you got some guys like uh, Tresman Marshall, who I think will be a, a, a stud. Jalen Walker is mm -hmm. a, somebody who I'm really high on. I think he will be a freak. And then Jamin Dumas Johnson 
um, played some last year. Uh, I think a guy who will fill the void as well. I think, uh, you know, there was a little bit, some stuff they said, but it was spring game. The one thing, if there was a weakness pointed out, in the spring game, and, you know, you never know to think, is the offense just that good? Is the defense, you know? I mean, yeah. both of them got to improve in ways. It's just the spring, too. But uh was covering running backs out in the flat, yeah. inside yeah. linebacker. You know, you're you um, uh, you, you, you're missing some guys who were really fast to football well, last year. and But these guys are talented, and there's no yeah. doubt they're going to get think, there. And I fine. think that just comes with snaps. I mean, that's yeah. – uh, just as much as – just as much as that is a speed thing covering running backs, it's an awareness thing. It's it's being able to react at the snap of the ball and see that running back, you know, start going out to the flat. So um, then that, you know, yeah. that just takes time. So yeah. um, they're going to learn it. I, I feel really, really good with where we're at on both sides of the ball, uh, even defense losing what we did in the draft. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I really, there, it's talent. There's talent there. There's yeah. not like what we've seen in the past. You just, Plugging in somebody because you got yeah. to because you're low on guys. There's guys who are SEC high-end caliber guys at every position group who could play. It's just if they're going to put in the time, put in the effort, buy in yeah. to go get that spot. They're up mm -hmm. for grabs everywhere. The linebacker spot in the secondary, the defensive line. Um, Trey Scott's got guys there that – Gonna be big. Um, Zion Logue, Warren Brinson, mm -hmm. you know, Bill Norton, uh, Chas Chambliss. We talked about, you know, him. He was the guy, the high motor that we really yeah. like. And um, I think um, uh, I cannot pronounce his name. I never have been. Tyrone, uh, Tyrone, Tyrion, Tyrion um, Ingram Dawkins is a guy who yeah. I think who could play the Devontae White type role. Okay. I think a guy who is a very good uh, Nazir Stackhouse. He will be back as well. And um, I, I don't know, man. I've tried to jot a little bit of notes down here of what I saw Adam to keep remembering. Adam has a bunch of notes. Yeah, that's from all yeah, over that's, the that's season. That's from the national championship season, is it, Adam. Yeah, it is some the of these championship season. We need to frame those. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, when I think about it, I try to jot it <laughs> down, you, you know, from what I – because I but there's a lot to learn about this group coming in, man. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. I'm excited about the talents there. And, uh, you know, there, there's going to be growing pains without a doubt. But there's no doubt that this, this defense will be good, mm -hmm. just like the rest of the ones in the Kirby Smart areas. So. I agree. I'm excited. Let's get to it, baby. Yes, sir. Woo! All right, let's talk about the NFL draft this past uh, weekend. Yes. Um, just an amazing outing for the dogs. Historic, truly. We set uh, several records. The first being we had 15 players selected for the 2022 NFL draft. That is the most in history out of yeah. all the FBS teams, FCS. doesn't matter. Alabama hadn't done it. Nope. <laughs> I think they've come uh, close. But but they didn't, but they hadn't, hey, they hadn't. And here's the craziest thing about it, Adam. 15 players from Georgia. Now, you could throw in Jermaine Johnson, who was a first-round pick from Florida you State. Could. You could. Yep. Kirby did, you know. There was some time, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's crazy he couldn't get on the field in Athens. That's right. how talented it Exactly, was. exactly. And then you can throw in Adam Anderson, who would have been a, I think, oh, a first-round pick. Easy. Had – had that not happened, but decisions have consequences. Scott, that's, that's where we'll just leave it at that. So, yep. go on. And then it. you had Cade Mays, I mean, who played, who started at Georgia for several or two right. years um, and then transferred to Tennessee. He got drafted as well. So, yeah. Now, if you go by that, then you couldn't say Darion. So, really, it'd be about 16 players that Kirby uh, brought in to the program and yeah. then sent to the yeah. NFL, uh, yeah. which is just crazy. 15 players. That's more than some conferences, I think. Oh, without a doubt, Clark. I mean, what he has done has been unreal. And um, we, we talked about this earlier, was the two biggest knocks like that would Dabo would give on the trail. Some of these guys who were negatively recruiting these guys going to Georgia and playing under Kirby Smart in the past was, yeah, he could get in all these guys, but they can't win the big one. 
They can't win the national championship, and the players aren't developed with, uh, you know, high first-round NFL draft picks. Well, in the past four to five months, that narrative, both of those narratives have been destroyed yeah. as big as you could do it, Clark, and, <clears throat> and something that's not going to slow down. That was the biggest recruiting just just – Huge statement. for statement, exactly the word I'm looking for. You're right. Uh, that you can make was what happened in the NFL draft this yeah. past weekend, Clark. Did you watch it? Did you watch oh, the first I round? I, I got did. fired it up, was- man. I went. I went to the new Mexican restaurant and um, got me a to go. Got me a big cheese yeah. dip. Text. I said I'm blowing it out. Gonna get my TV <laughs> table set up. Yeah. Get fired up to see it. You know, because at the time nobody knew if it was gonna be Trayvon or Aiden Hutchinson. Right. So I celebrated like it was a oh, game yeah. oh, when, yeah. uh, when they called Trayvon's name. You know. Well, and so it was great. I, it was great. I, look, I don't. I think the guy's a good player, and yeah, I'm sure he's an okay guy. But Aiden Hutchinson, he just kind of rubs me the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, I'm not and, an Aiden uh, Hutchinson fan. I'm just glad, you know, we got a dog in there in that first. You know, uh, he's always going to hate Georgia. Oh, he Georgia will. ended his college career and then <laughs> ended his chances of being the number one NFL uh, draft pick. Yes. But, hey, he's not going to be too sad. He probably made about 40 mil. But, <laughs> but you know, I That's mean, true. I'd take it. I'd take yeah. it. I'd be the number two pick in the NFL <laughs> draft. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking, oh, speaking of Trayvon and number one overall picks, Georgia is now tied for the mm-hmm. most number one overall picks with USC, Oklahoma, and Notre Dame. Uh, all, all of those teams, including Georgia, have five. Five. five first um, overall picks. That's oh, that's a huge number to yeah, have. And that's some big blue, bu- uh, blue, blue bloods in that yeah. uh, in that <laughs> statement then, Clark. That's the last one we had was Matthew Stafford in the 09 draft. So mm-hmm. um, that's exciting, and, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I can't remember that either. That's stump. That's a good trivia question yeah. right there, Clark. But uh, had to be back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I, I I'm excited for Trayvon, man. Who would you have ever guessed, Clark? We were talking just a couple months ago after yeah. the national championship. Trayvon Walker would be. The number one NFL draft pick. Well, and, you know, a lot of it has to do with who who ends up getting that first pick. Right. Uh, which Jacksonville needed, I defensive guess, a defensive end. guy, defensive end. And so they they got him. But, um, you know, so I know I, I don't I don't know if I could sit here and say Trayvon was going to be the guy just because I didn't know where Jacksonville was going to. Well, I didn't I didn't think no matter what he'd be up that. I mean, I knew he was a freak athlete. He was yeah. going to be a guy that, that would be a steal. But I guess just the combine pro day, just the numbers mm. that just blew up, you know, that size, that speed. And what people don't understand and uh, Mel Copper. Mel Copper rubs me the wrong. Let me talk about Mel Copper. He's a buffoon. A buffoon, (laughs) Clark. Wow. Mel Kuyper is a buffoon. Is Adam a buffoon. Thornton, uh, April or May first, two thousand twenty-two. I used to kind of like old Mel back in the day. I kind of yeah. I miss the old Radio City uh, music hall in New York yeah. for our childhood NFL drafts when Mel Kuyper on the set back before. You know when he might have had natural black hair and he hadn't didn't have to use hair dye back then. You know when he was on the uh, set. That's kind of my childhood when the drafts start on Saturdays at lunch. You know, and back in them days, kind of miss that. And instead of the hoopla now. Yeah. But Mel Kuyper talking about. Georgia, I did not appreciate kind of the way he was talking about. But what? But you know, these guys were talented. And they were recognized and they were drafted. But some of these guys in the NFL are going to be used different than what they were exactly. in Kirby Smart's yeah. defense with the talent running around the field. Trayvon might not. You know, everybody was talking about the. Well, he only had nine sacks in his career. But you, but you got to look at the bigger picture, and and that's what people. I feel like people who don't actually I, watch football the right way. No, I'm not talking about yeah. Mel Kiper. I'm just yeah. talking about your general. I'm talking Facebook. about Mel Kiper. Well, yeah, I mean, but. <laughs> But golly, you got to look at how we used Trayvon. It, it wasn't exactly. just your traditional. All right, you know, just rush yeah. the quarterback every time. You know, um, 
and he was rotated so much with everybody else. Because yes. you had five you had five defensive guys go in the first round, which I mean, is also yeah. an NFL record. I mean, yeah, and the guys, I mean, and then also, too, this is something. Talking about Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, and Trayvon, um, Trayvon Walker, I mean, three guys that were drafted in, what, the first round, Clark? Right. So, tip of the hat to a guy that a majority – I've said this before, Clark, and I'm going to keep saying that a majority of the Georgia fan base needs to apologize to, Clark, and that is Coach Trey Scott. Yep. Just a couple years ago, people were like, when are we going to start seeing defensive line development like like uh, Brett Venables has yeah. at Clemson Whoa. with those guys, or Alabama has. Like, we, we just don't have these elite interior your defensive linemen or rush edge guys like like Clemson has, Alabama has. We'll win the national championships when we get a coach in here that can recruit and bring in these guys and, you know, not miss on uh miss miss on some of these guys that we just yep. pitched a fit about missing on like back in the day. But Trey Scott got these guys in. Not all of them are just five-star studs, Clark. They developed right. in Athens and got to where they're now millionaires, yeah. been drafted in the first round, and a guy who deserves a lot of credit, Clark, Trey Scott. Absolutely. Um, one thing now, I think it, the train has just started to roll with uh, the, the the pedigree of Georgia defensive linemen that are coming through the program now, and it's not going to slow down, Clark, yeah. and that's yeah. something that uh, I think was a black cloud over the Georgia fan base. Like many other things that was just uh, ripped apart this year was the lack of defense of line studs development that we wanted to see that these other championship programs we were wanting to get to had but that has been developed we're there and we have surpassed them yeah yeah i agree, I agree. you know you know one thing and then it'll change next year because will anderson will be in there and probably some other guys but uh but you know i, I want to say this is right now this is off the top of my head but i think nick saban since kirby left after the 2016 or 2015 season has only had Three defensive players drafted in the first really? round in the first round the wow. NFL draft. That's and you crazy. think back to the days before that, pre 2015, 08 to 15, Alabama defensive studs who went in the first round. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying, I mean, obviously Nick Saban has been successful still without Kirby right. Smart. But, uh, you know, some of that, and that, but a lot of it's been because of the offensive side of the football yeah. when Saban changed. But, but that, I'm just saying that just shows, you know, Kirby that he couldn't develop, but hey, man, he's got it rolling now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's, such a, he's such a knowledgeable guy on the defensive side of the football. And he's right. brought in guys who he demands to stand. To and and it's just loaded. It's a position group coach coaches just loaded of guys who yeah. can develop talent and bring in talent. And it's just a cycle, man. You come in. And the narrative now is you come to Georgia, you come to Georgia, you work hard, you buy in, you'll win championships, and you'll get paid and get drafted. Exactly. Yeah. And you That's can't ask for now. any better now as a high school group. Exactly. Man. I love it. Love it, baby. Uh, speaking of Devonte Wyatt, him and Quay Walker both were drafted to the Packers. Uh, this is a little fun fact. This is the first time in the common draft era that two defensive players from the same school, Georgia, were yeah. taken in the first yeah. round by the same team, Green Bay. Yeah. So that's another fun fact. And then last but not least, I think Trey Hartley actually tweeted this. This is the fourth. Todd Hartley did. Yeah. Who would I say? Trey, Trey Hartley. Trey Hartley. Trey, think I'm thinking did. Trey Scott, Todd, Todd Hartley. I'm sorry. I'm Todd sorry. Todd up. Yeah, Todd Hartley. <laughs> I've butchered some names sorry. this episode. So don't worry. Anyway, okay. anyway, he tweeted, this is the fourth straight draft that a tight end has been drafted from Georgia. And I'm wow. going to tell you something. That number is going to go to at least six. Yeah. At least. 
Or seven, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Next year, Eric Gilbert probably will be eligible for the draft. Well, that be boy. Yeah, because he was a freshman in 20. Darnell, too. 20, right? And Darnell, Darnell Wood. And um, Bowers will still have another year. Thank the Lord. He's come back to Athens again yep. after next year. But he would be. Bowers. <laughs> and then I'll be honest go. with you. If he could come out, I think he would have been a first-round pick <laughs> this year. <laughs> after his yeah. true friend. I truly believe that he would yeah. have been. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So it's going to continue mm-hmm. just to go. I mean, the I mean uh, that, that's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But yeah, we mentioned Jordan Davis going to Philadelphia. Um, Quay Walker and Devontae White going to Green Bay together. Yeah. Speaks volumes that that fact you had there. Yeah. Uh let's go. Let's let's just quickly run through All right. each make a draft quick comment. E draft make a e. quick comment on quick comment. A little yeah. of a show of appreciation because exactly. this is our wind down show on this group, <laughs> so to speak. We're putting the bow That's on right. it. We're putting a pin in this group. Yep. First taken off the board, Trayvon Walker going to Jacksonville. Uh Great talent. Um, yeah. I, I think mean, it's going to do wonders. Surprise, uh, a freak, freakish, God-given athletic ability. Um, poor franchise in Jacksonville. Yeah. I just hope, you know, that he could he could um, star there and, uh, and, and, and and make a name for himself. Yep. Or, you know, and, and kind of overcome the obstacles of being a Jacksonville Jaguar football player in the mm-hmm. NFL. Poorly run franchise. Second. Second number one overall draft pick in two years. Wow! So, uh, um, Dang, but, yeah, but congratulations to him, man. Yeah, you yeah. know that's that's great. I just uh, you know hope the NFL career pans out good for him. Go get paid. That's right. Jordan Davis going to Philadelphia. He's going to be an eagle. Uh, hopefully, he can stay at that that weight. I think he's at three forty. Yeah. yeah, I think they need to keep him there. Um, and man, he's just going to plug holes and and be a. Nightmares right. the offensive line. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but what else can you say? I mean, yeah. Philadelphia, I feel like it's a good organization. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully he'll he'll continue just to shine there. I know a knock on him was they would say that he would take plays off pass rusher. So but um I, I don't know, but that's just what they say. Well, I would like to see draft. one. I'd like to I'd see, like to see Mel Copper try to yeah. try to try yeah. go full speed every single. I mean, you should. You, we're not. We're right, not. Right. We're not encouraging taking plays off by any stretch, but we're not going to bash Jordan Davis, no, man. No. Awesome. No, so, no. I mean, good good job. Yep. What 13th overall? Yeah, boom, something like that. Uh, Quay Walker going to Green Bay. That was kind of an interesting. You know, I didn't really yeah, personally. I didn't really expect him to go first round, but hey. You know that that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad he did. Um, you know, and I think he'll be. You know, he he may develop into. Oh, he'll be a Alec Ogletree kind of. Oh yeah, I mean he'll be better than Alec Ogletree. Yeah, in the yeah. NFL. But yeah, Ogletree's still in the league, and I believe last time I checked, and uh, um, uh, he's uh, Quay Walker is a guy who I, I just freakish athletic ability. When him and Shannon Tindall came in, um, to Georgia, uh, highly sought after middle linebacker recruits, and uh. It, and I mean, obviously, seeing the development they've had in their years in Athens and getting mm-hmm. both getting drafted, yeah. huge, yep, huge. So um, that's awesome, man. Devontae Green. Wyatt is going to join them in Green Bay too. They got two awesome. dogs. So this that was the third first round pick Green Bay has made by taking a defensive Georgia player in two years. Eric uh, Stokes true. went last year. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, that's a good. I mean, you know, hey, we might start wow. cheering for the old Packers. Yeah. Well, I mean, we share bit. the same logo, just different yeah, colors. Yeah. 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 I do think they had the power G before we. They did, did but, but that's okay. Who cares? Ours looks better. Let's it be does honest. look better. It well, does look they, better. You know, they need to change their logo to just a a wedge of cheese, like I cheddar agree. cheese. I agree. I think that'd be yeah. more fitting. I think it would too. Oh man! All right, Lewis Seen going to Minnesota. Adam, out of all the players on this this 2021 uh, defense, 
I think Lewis may have been my favorite just because yeah. I just liked it. I, I don't know. I he, very I like high Lewis. He, he flew to the football did, at that safety man. position. He made some he huge he plays. He wasn't afraid to put his his hat on the ball and hat. I mean, just get stick his right. stick his head in there and really, you know, make a play. It was right. like he was never scared of anything. I, my last memory of Lewis seen will be will be absolutely destroying Kyle Pitts in 2020 <laughs> in Jacksonville. Oh, dude, I mean, it just killed well, him. We heard that hit from the top deck. Well, of course, nobody was in the stadium in that game. But, but I mean, yeah, we heard oh, it. I mean, my it gosh. killed him. Killed yeah, him. I mean, whew. But uh, but just a guy who's quick at the football. I mean, yeah. just very high. You know, high football IQ and yep. man. And I'll be honest, the guy I didn't think would get drafted in the first round. Really? But uh, but that, that's exciting. I mean, mm-hmm. just another notch in uh, uh the secondary development under Kirby Smart's belt. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's great. Get on Lewis. Uh, next taken was George Pickens going to Pittsburgh. Adam, I know we are both high on this kid, uh, especially in the NFL. I mean, obviously he did wonders at Georgia. I wish he could have stayed healthier yeah. at Georgia, but. Man, I think – and Pittsburgh's really known to kind of develop these just right. freak receivers. I mean, yeah. think about Juju Schuster-Smith and then yeah. Antonio Brown. I'm sure there are others. I, I'd, you know, I, I don't – Um, I, I think, you know, he'll be a Plaxico Burris type. Mm. For You know, for those of you who remember Plaxico and Pittsburgh back in the day, I think he'll be a guy – if he can find somebody, that will get the ball to him. You know, yeah, Roethlisberger's gone. Um, um, Dwayne Haskins – Rest in peace, um, you know. But you got—I I don't know. I guess Mitch Trubisky and then Kenny Pickett and who they picked up, the hometown guy. Yeah. One of those guys. If they could plug in there and get the ball to George, I think he'll be solid. And Pittsburgh is an organization, of course, that's a staple in the NFL. A, a guy who has been a long tenured head coach there, Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. I think will be a guy who will be very good for George Pickens and developing, just getting you know, and as a player and a man. Yeah. And I think George Pickens will make a lot of money, have a long career in the NFL. And I, I'll just go ahead and say, it, Clark, I. Think I think he will wind up being, when you look back at this historic draft class, who had the most successful NFL career? Clark, I think it's going to be George Pickens. I know that yep. might be crazy, and and um, I mean, any, there's a lot of guys on there you could choose and not be wrong, but I'm going with George Pickens, man. Yeah. Well, he can stay healthy. I, I think I, I'll go with you. Um, I, I think you're right. I think you're dead on. George is he's going to make some noise in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, next taken, James Cook going to Buffalo. Shout, Shout out, out to Rich to Beck. Beck. Our loyal listener and diehard Buffalo Bills fan yeah. from Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Rich Beck. I, I'm sure he's he's fired up about oh, that yeah. pick. And James Cook, he's going to be great in that backfield. Uh, they, man, they love, uh, they they have a lot of, I feel like, uh, just high power, explosive yeah. players yeah. Like, like James Cook. You know, James Cook would be a guy, Clark, that, um, you know, he, he's good. We've talked about it before. A guy who is good in the passing game as well, get out in the flats. And you got a quarterback like Josh Allen who could get the ball to you in a hurry. And a high dynamic offense um, uh, that, uh, that, um, that they have in Buffalo. I think they're getting a new offense coordinator this year, Brian DeBall, who used yeah. to be Saban's offense coordinator in Alabama. Well, got the Giants head coaching job, right? Yeah. So um, he, he, he won't be there. But when you got the talent guy, quarterback like Josh Allen, and uh, where that franchise is right now, I think it's going to be a very good match for James Cook to continue to grow and get better yeah. and um, put up some numbers in the league, man, just like his brother. So mm-hmm. shout out for him, man. I've really enjoyed his time at Georgia and um, what he did. But yeah. that's great. Good yeah. on him. Uh, third round, two dogs were taken. The first, Nicobe Dean going to Philadelphia. Wow. Adam, this, I'm telling you, was the biggest shock to me, and I know a lot of other dogs out yep. there, I'm sure to you. Um, yep. I don't quite understand it. I guess from what I've heard, just the rumors yep. that, you know, he had some pec 
injury or shoulder injury yeah. that held him back. And he, I mean, he also didn't do much in the. I don't think he so. ran the forty no. either. And on my, you know, and I, man, I know like guys like probably with Trayvon Walker, what he did in the combine probably catapult him more so. But man, I think there's a difference in in, in running the forty and game speed. Right. And all you can do is just look at the tape yeah. of Kobe Dean, one of those first. Um, possessions in the orange bowl where uh yeah uh donovan edwards was in the flats mm-hmm. um i forgot if it was a little screen pass or a tall sweep or whatever i think it was a, a little pat sweep what's the word i'm looking for swing. a little swing pass yeah, yeah swing pass to the outside it might have been i don't know but anyway he was in the flats nobody was around him the kobe dean came from the opposite side of the field yeah. just like a bullet car yep. and um uh, and, uh, and i think a guy who's going to be a NFL running back in Edwards and uh, made it look easy getting to him and the angle he took there and made plays like that all year. And I think a guy who's a gamer, I think a guy who has his head on his shoulders, a smart guy, Mm -hmm. a guy who could be the quarterback of the defense and somebody who will do really, really good in Philadelphia. It's going to be a steal of the draft, whatever happened to make them fall what it was. You know, hey, he's drafted. Probably I think he's going to wind up getting about $5 million that first. And it's all about getting that second contract, Clark. And the opportunities there. That's like with the opportunity, you know, know there's disappointment i guess i don't know i've never been an nfl prospect <laughs> by any means never thought i would be but i'd imagine it is disappointing if you don't go where you are but yeah. and lo and behold you have got to be able to have that mindset of hey you're there you got the opportunity yeah. let's get to that second contract well, and really get paid yeah and i mean he's gonna he's gonna he's get a second who count, contract who because will. of his leadership mm-hmm. and his just ability yeah. to to you know rally people um, yeah. I mean, I th- you think back to that national championship game with uh, Channing Tindall. You know, Kirk yeah. Herbstreit called it out, uh, got Channing Tindall, and they made a big play yeah. Uh, yeah. the next the next play. So, um, Nicobe, uh, you know, shout out to him. He he should have been first round. Yeah, but um, hey, I, I'm I'm sure he's going to use this as fuel. He will, and he will. Uh, it's going to catapult him to that second contract right. like you're talking about. And I think Clark, you know, for all the Georgia fans out there who go back a few years, they remember Randy Curran, a guy who mm-hmm. was a you know very high IQ linebacker. I felt like yeah. you know I, th- I had a good head on his shoulders. Let's say that, and uh, was a was a really good player at Georgia. Mm-hmm. I think Nakobe is better than Randy Curran was, but he was picked I think 93rd overall in the third round. Nakobe was what 80 83rd, 83rd, 87th, something like that, 87th maybe, and he played about five six years in the league. Randy did, and I think Nakobe's better. I think the potential there is better. So I think uh, that'll be a guy who I think he'll have a good career in the NFL. Get that yeah. second contract, and this fall in the draft will all be water under the bridge. Mm. And um, but he he's got that mindset and that ability that yeah. he's not going to sulk, be upset. He's going to go and get the work and prove everything wrong with a chip on his shoulder. That's it. And do it, man. So good on good good man. Congrats to Nakobe. That's great. Yeah. Also taken in the third <clears> round <throat> was Channing Tindall, another middle linebacker going That's to Miami. Unreal. I know. Mm. And I tell you, Adam, I think this may be the most underrated uh, player on on this defense. Channing has that same speed, very, very quick, uh, very yeah. good awareness. Same oh, thing, yeah. you know, he didn't have a ton of numbers, but uh, you, you look at his – his impact on the field, yep. and there's no denying he is a great player. He is, Clark. One of my last uh, memories I'll have of Channing Tindall will be in the national championship, Alabama was driving down the field, and they were in Georgia's red zone. And um, I, I believe, well, to get to Georgia's red zone, um, 
Channing had some blown coverage or something, and the Kobe came out there yeah. and just just chewed him, chewed him out. Like just say, "Come on, we're back." And then Channing answered the next time. He he sat Bryce yeah. Young, like just shot out of a cannon, down. huge third that down, forced the field shot goal. out of a cannon, mm-hmm. and um, you know, stopped him right there. And then if they score right there and get a touchdown right there, you know, who knows what what transpires? But that was a big swing of momentum yeah. to stop him, and that was because I mean, he just I mean, he made Bryce Young look like a rag doll when he <laughs> he uh, he chased him down like. Right. That, but that just speaks volumes about that team. The Kobe was able knew how Channing reacted, got mm-hmm. to him. Channing is a guy who he didn't get mad at Nicole, and the Kobe sulked about it. He said, Well, all right, here we go. Yeah. Got money, then bam. I mean, that's just that shows it in both of them right there, third round NFL draft picks, and and um awesome. Get a chance to live out their dream. Right. Uh fourth round, Zamir Zeus going to Las Vegas. He's going to be a Raider. Uh, you know, great pick. I think uh I don't know how how long he'll last in the league. I'm I'm sure. I hope a very he has a very long so and fruitful cr- career. Uh, you know, with running backs these days, they get worn out pretty yeah. quickly in the league. But um, you yeah. know, I don't I don't even know much about Las Vegas offense other than well, no, what's his name isn't there anymore, is he? Yeah. Uh, Gruden. Gruden. No, nah, no, he's not. He's not there anymore. Dang, um, I about uh, that. Yeah, Derek Carr is a good guy, good quarterback. They made the made the playoffs for the first time in a while last year, I believe. And um, I think Zamir White, man, I mean, for what he's gone through, the adversity he's fought through with ACL injuries, just uh, setbacks, and then just continuing to keep the attitude of he wasn't going to stay down, wasn't going to salt, went back to work, just kept grinding. And, uh, you know, a kid that's got a head on his shoulders, it appears like, Awesome that he's got a chance that he got drafted in the fourth round call. I almost thought there might be a chance he didn't get drafted. Honestly, I thought that, but but uh, especially in the fourth round, that's that's great. And um, a guy who I think could be a third down back in the NFL. The NFL yeah, likes yeah. to use a lot of third down backs. Good, a guy who um short yardage situation get the ball to. Maybe that will prolong his career some if he mm-hmm. he gets that role. You know, yeah. part and um I don't know, man. I think you know it's good good for him and um a guy. I hope he can stay healthy and continue. Just but you know he's got the work ethic to do it and put it in. He's right. proved it at Georgia with how he faced adversity. So um, awesome for him. Yeah. Uh, next off the board, Jake Camarda, a punter going wow. the fourth round. That's crazy. That's, that is that Going is to crazy. Tampa Bay. Uh, shout out to my good friend, McKay Smith. I think he's actually really fired up about that. Well, good. Um, good. Hey, Jake Camarda, what else can you say? The kid, I mean, he has a leg. Yeah. He, he, he has a freaking leg and he can bomb yes. it. And not only that, but he can control uh, you know, where he kicks it. And that's yes. something that I'm sure these NFL scouts look at. They want a guy who can uh, put it within the 10 and, yeah. and get it down to that point. So You know, and Jake Camarda, that's something we didn't talk about. He's going. He's a guy who's a weapon to flip and field position for us and did really good for us the years he was here. And, uh, you know, we, we lose Cameron Nozlak, who did a good job in that 2017 season. Like, well, where are we going to go? Well, Camarda comes in. We don't skip a beat. <laughs> yeah. He continues to improve as he goes into an elite punter and a weapon. And hope Brett Thorson, the Australian punter coming in, mm-hmm. I believe that, uh, that he just uh, – he comes in and he's got a big leg and can pick up right where Camarda left off. But being a punter being drafted in the fourth round awesome. by Tampa Bay is awesome, man. And it also getting selected by the Bucks ends the longest dra- drought by – team that has not picked a dog. Mm. I think the last time Tampa Bay picked a Georgia player was in the 2002 draft, Tim Wansley, Jermaine Phillips. Wow. Two secondary guys there. Good so gracious. Uh, that, that's a long time. That's yeah. what, about 20, yeah, 20 years there. So that is that draft. So uh, that drought. So, I mean, good for Jake Kamar. Yeah. Another, another drought ended, Adam, was Atlanta's. Atlanta hadn't picked up a dog, I 
think since, since 2011. Akeem Dent, Akeem Dent, Akeem Dent, yeah. Dent probably. I mean, yeah, golly, so, daggum. I mean, that's so frustrating. I'll never forget the night they drafted Vic Beasley. Oh, Todd Gurley. Gurley. That oh, infuriating. They lost the fan. A, I'm telling, I'm telling you. you. I had had oh, Atlanta picks. had Atlanta oh, pick Gurley over Vic Beasley. I would have had a Gurley Falcons yeah. jersey. I would have actually. Well, you cared. think about what it does for these guys getting these hometown guys like Pittsburgh this year gets Kenny Pickett, right. guy who played at Pittsburgh. Very familiar with that. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson going to Detroit. I Joe mean, Burrow, uh, you know, Cleveland. Joe Burrow going yeah to Cincinnati, Cincinnati there. And I mean, you know, yeah, that does a lot for a fan base, an NFL fan base. You know, wanting to grow, expand their fan base is right. getting some of these guys who are hometown. Um, uh, uh, heroes in it and guys that are that they love here in their their home state. So, um, but good that the Falcons got them, man. Yeah, Justin Schaefer. Uh, I don't even. Know, I think I don't even know if I mentioned his name. Yeah, Justin Schaefer's going to Atlanta, uh, and then Jamari Sawyer. This is crazy. Going to the Chargers sixth round. What in the world? I mean, that to me was the biggest shock, other than Nakobe. Yeah. Um, look, the kid gave up one sack. I think two quarterback pressures mm-hmm. in his uh, in the time that he started at Georgia. One sack. And it was against Will Anderson in the SEC championship yep. game in garbage that time. That is unreal. And the kid goes, I mean, he's, he's a second-team second All-American this year. Um, just a heck of a leader. And, look, I get it. He may be a little undersized for a tackle, but gum. Take him as guard. Well, he's a versatile guy. Yeah, and he proved that. He proved God. that he could be. And uh, he is a uh, he's a guy that I think Los Angeles stole. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stole there yeah. in the sixth round. And I think he's a guy who's going to have a good NFL career. Yeah. So uh, next off the board, Darion Kendrick. Uh, he's going to also going to Los Angeles, but he is playing. With the Rams. Ah, so. yeah, the Super Bowl champs going to be out there yeah. with Stafford and Michelle and those guys <laughs> then. So, God, uh, a lot of dogs. Uh, a lot the of dogs there. Darion Kendrick, a guy, Clark, I really enjoyed having him in Athens. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to see him train in that just gaudy orange and purple <laughs> and come across the yes. lake to the good side, to the Lord's side, yeah. and be a dog this year <laughs> and get a national championship with Georgia. Um, the Orange Bowl will be my last memory of Darion Kendrick, Clark. Oh, um, yeah. Two interceptions right oh. there, man. I mean, they're just an awesome performance. It's a guy who I think was really solid for us this mm-hmm. year at um at the cornerback spot. And um I'll always remember him and always be thankful that he was a Georgia Bulldog. Yes, sir. Hope he tears it up in Los Angeles. Oh yeah. And then last but certainly not least, John Fitzpatrick, our 15th uh dog off the board, is also going to Atlanta. Awesome. Uh great tight end. You know, I don't know where he'll fall um on the depth chart no. in Atlanta, but well, I, I know they lost to, Hayden Hurst, who, yeah. uh, who was one of their, their – Yeah, right. yeah. So, and then they got Pitts, of course. And, then, you know, who's – I don't know, man. You, I don't know you consider him a traditional tight end role or kind of the slot receiver, what mm-hmm. he kind of plays. But I don't know. I hope Fitzpatrick can get in there. He's got an opportunity, man. And yeah. He can say he was drafted in the NFL draft. Exactly. Whatever happens. Whatever happens to John Fitzpatrick. I don't know the guy personally, Clark. But you just kind of get the feel that he's going to be successful yeah, whatever he does. Yeah, if, there you go. if the NFL doesn't work out, hey. he can say he was drafted, put it on the plaque, put on the national championship rings, yep. put it in his office when he's selling insurance, at, uh, <laughs> a lot of insurance one day. If it doesn't work out, yep. he'll be successful in whatever well, he I does. I tell you, man, I so. think any one of these 15 can will be able to do that. And, um, you know, wherever they go, um, as 
as NFL players or whatever they decide to do in this life, um, man, they will always be revered as DGDs and, and I think national champions. Good character guys. Good Clark. high and, character and guys. And I think that's, uh, that's what led to their success from individually where they're at now and then collectively as a group and a team and what this, this Georgia team did last year. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously talent, but it's what we preach, man. Guys who got their head on their shoulder, guys who's got good work ethic, guys who just understand what they need to do, what the work they need to put in on a daily basis, and it paid off for them. Mm-hmm. Paid off. I for think him. that's just uh, you know a reflection of Kirby and this culture that that he's built at Absolutely. In Athens, and that that's a standard, and there's not going to be anything less than that. Yeah. So why wouldn't you come to Georgia as a recruit? Uh, Read, reading all that we just read at, at this point, Clark. Honestly, there there's no reason why you should. I mean, you know, about a year ago, we were doing this a year ago, the things we did list, hadn't won a national championship, hadn't won the, you know, the draft hit, the development rumors, all that stuff, man. Um, That's all flushed down the toilet now, Clark. Mm -hmm. That's all, I mean, he has completely been eliminated. There is nothing that you could say if you're an SEC coach or, you know, Florida State and Mike Norvell, Dabo Sweeney, whoever is recruiting against Kirby can say negatively about him anymore. I mean, you, you can't. You can't. You can't. There is nothing. Yeah. And Kirby could go into every living room in the country with a guy and show him all of these guys, bring up the five-minute segment that was on ESPN during draft day, just basically highlighting just a promo of Georgia football and this. That was on there. Y'all go back and try to find it. It might be on the YouTube. And it was it, – it's unreal, man, mm-hmm. what he has done. And now he has got over the hump, the national championship. So you can say, hey, you're going to play for a national championship, you can win championships here at Georgia. And not only that, you'll get the exposure and play with guys who will make you better each and every day on both yeah. sides of the football and practice. Yeah. Get the development and the coaching to ultimately reach your goal. Look at this list of guys we have. And, you know, and we're going to add to it next year. Right. And it's one of those things where, you know, look, Alabama in years past, they they probably haven't had to say, hey, you know, Georgia, blah, 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 or Florida, blah, 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 or Auburn, blah, blah, blah. No, they just focus on themselves in these recruiting coaches. Right. Why? Because they've won championships right. and they've been doing this thing. They've been sending well, guys to the NFL. But that's what we're going to be able to start doing. We don't have to talk exactly. about Florida or Clemson or exactly. uh, these inferior opponents. We don't have to anymore. We've got – the the evidence that hey you can come to Georgia be a high character guy succeed on the football field off the right. football field and Dad Gummit we'll send you to the draft Thank there's God. a good chance if you do everything right you'll you'll get your name called exactly out, so. Clark now where, what it was in the early years was let's build something special yeah let's go against the the Alabama or the I guess what Clemson kind of had there uh, let's go against that build our own thing be different it kind of was I guess a recruiting pitch be a part of being the first to build it right. now it's the program sells itself and the fact that, like you just said, you come here, you go to the NFL, you can compete for championships, and also you're going to be around the most talented guys in the nation, lining up against them every day in mm-hmm. practice. That's only going to make you better, yeah. only going to get you where you want to be. That is where Georgia's at. Kirby Smart has gotten this program there. The program now sells itself, and it's not slowing down anytime soon, no. Lord. I tell you, I, this may be a really bold statement. This may be a hot take, a, a knee-jerk reaction kind of thing. But I'm telling you, Adam, if there's one coach in America right now that's going to be able to take uh, their team to the heights of where Alabama is, I'm talking dynasty, like, yeah, it's going to be Kirby. Yeah, it will be. It's, it's, it will it's be. going to be Kirby. It will be. I would say, Carl, I venture to say 
that it would – I don't think we'll ever see anything quite like the Alabama no, no. run from, you know, uh, that Saban's had over the past few years. But the closest it will come to it will be it Kirby. It will be Kirby. I agree. Especially it would have happened pre-NIL. NIL might change the game a little bit, yeah. but Kirby will do like he has done and adapt to whatever he needs to do to get talent into Athens. And, hey, and they, that's what he's doing so good is change the game, is adapt to what he needs to do, yeah. a relentless work ethic, and there's no doubt Georgia will stay on top. Right. And he learned how to adapt from the best. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's call it That's how right. it is. Nick That's Saban right. is the best college right. football coach of all time. That's right. But, I, but I, I, yeah, you know, I'm glad to have the second best. Yes. I, by the time Kirby leaves Athens, he might just stay for another decade. Yeah. I think three to four national championships, you know, and on his resume at the end will be. And then as a Georgia yeah. fan, man, that would be awesome. That would be That would be awesome. But definitely I think a couple more is coming. Yeah. Got a lot of work Inside. to do. and. Got to just keep, you know, can't can't become complacent. And That's I know, right. and I know, I've seen Kirby Smart. He's not going to allow it. Uh, work ethic. He will not allow. He's any not going to allow complacency. So, and he's not going to allow his coaches to allow it. Yeah, you know, the, his staff, everybody around. The him. one thing I would like to see change with the game, kind of off subject, Clark, is I wish now it is so hard on these coaches, and maybe the possible possibility of burnout is more likely. It's you got to keep recruiting guys on your current roster, Clark. Yeah, from transferring <laughs> now. Yeah. That's hard. I, mm-hmm. I, there's something that's got to be done to to control it a little bit. Right. And then even also with the recruiting to not let some of these great coaches who are gung-ho doing it to their fullest potential, it's human instinct you're going to burn out of it over a few years of what it demands now. It's to give more dead periods in, yeah. in recruiting that people won't burn out completely from it. Maybe control a little bit of this NIL stuff. I mean, we're not going to get too deep on that, but control it a little bit. Make it a little bit more manageable because right now it's tough. It's yes. tough on them, especially guys like Kirby who are um, uh, you know full swing with it. So Right. Uh, you know that, that that's that's what I have to say about that. So. Yeah. Well, Adam, let's let's briefly mention the upcoming season before we yes. say see you later. We're getting to there, our fans. We're getting there. You yeah. think about it, man. Yeah. It's May. Oh, it's May. Man. Hey, 122 days. 122 days from now, Mercedes Benz Stadium oh. against the Ducks. Adam, let, let me it. ask you this: um, Who of all the people on our current roster? Who is your breakout player in 2022? Who's the player who's going to make noise and make the biggest impact? I'm not going to say Brock Bowers because I think it will be him. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just kind of a given. I think Kenny McIntosh will be a guy okay. on offense that uh, I think he'll give the bulk of the carries. I, 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 th- I you know, and I know somebody's screaming in their, in their car or, or taking a jog or whatever. He's not even going to be the primary running back because – Kendall Milton will be, you know, or somebody like that. And but I, I, I think Kenny McIntosh will be the guy. I think he is a guy who will take James Cook's spot and and uh, catching balls out of the backfield. Mm. And I think a guy who's also a power runner like uh, Zamir White was too. Who can run between the tackles. Yeah. I think it's a guy who is very versatile at the running back position and a guy who has continued to grow each and every season at the University of Georgia and poised for one more good one. Boom, Kenny McIntosh. Kenny Mac, I like. Boom, it. that's a, that's a good one, Adam. Uh, I'm going to stay on the same side of the football. I'm going to say Arian Smith. Um, I'm high, I've been high on this kid. I know he has been uh, snake bitten with with the injury and stuff, but I like it, Clark. I really think this is going to be his year to shine, and I think we're yep. going to see him uh, blow by some corners, some yep. the second level, third level, and he's going to be he's going to be what I think Ad Mitchell was last year. Yep, um, and, and catch be that be be that deep threat. Yep, um, yep. So. Arian Smith's my guy. And then let me ask you this. Last question. Okay. 
What is the game you're most excited for? I'm not I, talking about the, the biggest yeah, anticipated far, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but just the game. Kind of under the radar, give yeah, a different little yeah, viewpoint what right. the fans need to be thinking about going into. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll start off, I'll say it's going to be South Carolina, Clark. Mm. First SEC game, going back to playing them in the first SEC game of the season. I think what I like about that game and what is always fun going to Columbia is – is um, the hype is going to be unreal there. Oh, Defending yeah. national champions coming into town. South Carolina always has just expectations that are just just sky high. And they're a rival, Clark. They are a rival. Are. I don't like South Carolina, but Shane Beamer, year two, Spencer Rattler coming in. Williams-Brice will be rocking that day with high expectations. And uh, Georgia coming in just demolishing that will be fun to see. Mm. Will be fun. Just putting them back yeah. in their place in the reality of they're still South Carolina and Georgia's premier program, not only in the SEC East, but in the nation as well. Yeah. So watch bam, out. That'll be good. Nice I'm going guy, Shane. South Carolina. Nice Shane. guy, Shane Beamer. The, the, the images of nice guy, Shane Beamer on the sidelines and williams Bryce, South Carolina on that hot September afternoon, Clark, is going to be hilarious. At yeah. the end. I mean, it'll be one of – we've seen shell-shocked coaches in the past go up against Kirby Smart, but the most shell-shocked even more so will be Shane Beamer with his year two team coming in yeah. at home in Columbia. With Spencer against, Rattler. With Spencer Rattler against Georgia, who's lost all this, you know, oh, who's yeah. just lost everybody. It's going to be fun to watch. So mm. circle that one, folks. Get ready like for that it. one. Get the South Carolina hate yeah. filled up. Let's go. I tell you, if there's one trap game, I, if there's one trap game on this schedule, I, well, yeah. I think it's one of two. Yeah. Uh, do I think we're going to lose either of them? Not really. No. But, but I mean, there, yeah. any given Saturday. Right, right. I do think one of them is Mississippi State with Mike Leach. Yeah. Yeah. You never know which Mike Leach. You never know. Uh, Pirate. Yep. But I'm actually the most nervous about the Kentucky game. Yeah. At Kentucky, I think it's going to be rowdy. I, do I think they yeah. could potentially – I know they've lost some too, but – I think they could potentially uh, be in, in the same kind of uh, – what am I trying to say here? Kind of scenario. Same kind of scenario as it has been in the past, yeah. like 2018. 18 up there. Uh, really, the last year. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I think we're going to get that same kind of game. It may be yeah. close for a half, and then yeah. hopefully we'll just pull away. Yeah. But, but I will say, Kentucky, Kroger Field now, it can get a little rowdy. Yeah, um, especially November cold yeah. and, uh, you know, night. Clark, that's a good call, man. I think Kentucky, they got us um, – Levis, um, Will Levis coming back at quarterback. They lose their offense coordinator, Liam Cohn, who went to the Rams' as offense coordinator. And, um, you know, Mark Stoops has built a respectable program there. I think the expectations are high this yeah. year in Kentucky. But you're right, and it'll be – again – It'll be like, you know, we've kind of took that place where Alabama has been over the past decade. All the festivities coming in. Yeah. Get the parades going. Everybody getting juice. Coming back to the home when Georgia comes to town. Getting everybody getting excited. Starting right. to think about what they're going to do after we beat Georgia. All this stuff. <laughs> and then it just come to a crash. Oh, end. yes. And just the, the, the adrenaline level that was so sky high just sinks down. Mm -hmm. And you're in deep pits after the realization hits that you're not as good as Georgia and Kirby Smart's football program. And for Kentucky to have that happen again, because they've experienced it so many times, it'll just be deja vu. And the demoralization of the Kentucky Wildcat fan base <laughs> in late November yeah. when they get beat by Georgia. Oh, it's going to be great. But Mississippi State will be an interesting game. You know, yeah. you never know. Are they going to light it up against us? Probably not. Or we could beat them by 42 points. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be interesting. It's a, I mean, it's a toss-up yeah. for sure. So that's a good call as well. Oh, man. Well, Adam, I think that puts a bow on this season. Tied up. Tied up. 
Uh, it's a feather in our cap now. Uh, Fun. We want to say thank you to to everyone who has made this journey possible. That's right. Uh, we want to thank you for joining in on this community. And we're going to grow this community. And, yes, and hopefully y'all can help us, you know, spread the word. Hey, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, that, that does help a lot. We'll actually post it on Facebook and Instagram with your yep. name and everything. Uh, check out our store. Uh, we've got some new new things in the works, uh, new merch coming up, maybe some yep, new videos some ideas coming up. And then, like Adam said earlier, new set. Is yes, on way, this but. will be the last show that you watch for all our YouTube listeners on there that you see that our traditional set that we've had since the second show after yep. we did the first one in your kitchen since the second <laughs> show, you know, then the third show we modified a little bit. So I guess the past 22 episodes we've had this set, it will be no longer. We're going to move on to the next one to start season two. Oh, yeah. Y'all be on the lookout. We'll yes. be keeping keeping y'all posted. Message us. Tell us how your summer's going. Yeah. Tell us how you feel about the dogs. Yeah. Hey, get the community riled up. It's going to be great. Hey, shout out right quick. I forgot about this earlier. Hunter Wyatt. Yeah, Hunter Wyatt uh, is a dog from Charleston, South Carolina. Made a four and a half hour drive That's right. to come to G Day. Awesome. Uh, we we got to shake his hand, talk to him for about ten minutes. Uh, great guy. Boy. We just want to say thank you for stopping by. Hey, yes. and, and next year, if you're coming to a game, come tailgate come, with us. Come tailgate with us. Come see us at Section One Hundred Eight, Row Sixty. We would we'll love to see you. Uh, we're we're hard to miss. We're standing up on the bleachers That's right. the entirety of the game. That's right. And we're barking. That's right. If, That's you, a, if you can't find us, just listen for a good We mark. want to meet everybody out there. We yeah. want to get to know y'all. Y'all are our friends. Even if we haven't met you yet, we still consider you our friends. The friend so, of the show. That's yeah. right. The good friend <laughs> of the show. So I, I love it, man. So yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to just meet some guys and everything, guys and girls. So um, it's exciting, Clark. It's been a memorable 25 episodes, man. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could go back one day and just talk about which one was our favorite episode to record <laughs> and do. Yeah. But uh, but uh, it, it was a good season, and I hope everybody has a blessed summer. We will be back during the summer. It's not like we're going to come back like right before the game. Because no. <laughs> we gotta, we're going to get we the format going. we got to prep. We'll do the season preview, but we got some stuff going on. Not a lot of stuff happening right now in the next couple months, so we're going to leave you all to it. Y'all be blessed, baby. Go dogs! Go dogs! Ooh, 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 ooh.